There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Do you know that actually by default This is the first time we've been able to sit down and not only do something for the podcast, but actually have a proper conversation in about three weeks as regards actually sitting down. Because when I went to London after your birthday, <clears throat> if you remember, I was going to work and I was going for a few days. You were then joining, but then you got COVID. Mm. So you couldn't come down for over another week. And then I went away on the retreat. Yeah. So what should have been a few days was actually three weeks. And it drives me mad because last year when we said we, not in a drippy way, but we don't like being apart for those stretches of time. No, 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 I know. Um, so really, we haven't, uh, so I went down to London and then you couldn't come down because you weren't well. So I went off with all my pals to the Brighton gig of Matthews. So I've talked about how I had all of the guest list stress and everything. But <clears throat> the reason, uh, guys, is the reason that I did the Brighton uh, 1975 gig is because the O2, which we then did go to, is absolutely chaos. And honestly, if I never went to the O2 again, it would be too soon. It's too big. It's too crowded. It's too stressful. And... Brighton was actually the smallest venue that Matty's playing. Yeah. So it was a shame that you missed it because for those of you who don't know this show, it is a rock show, a sold out rock show, arena show. But the whole first half is like performance art. So it's more like theatre. So seeing it at Brighton was almost like sitting in the theatre. Mm, yeah. And you could get every nuance of what was going on on stage. Whereas at the O2, I felt some of that was lost. It didn't detract from the 20,000 hysterical fans loving every minute of it. But it, but it, seeing it in a more intimate place was fantastic. Right. So I took all my pals to Brighton. Um, friends like Jane Moore, like Donna, 
like her, Julie Graham, like Kevin and Claire Kennedy, people whose kids were absolutely obsessed with the band, some of whom have known them for a long time. And my friend Caroline Hirons, who's the um, the skincare expert, you haven't met Caroline yet. We've bonded over our ADHD um, thing as well. But, but anyway, her son, Dan, is the one who's got the tattoo of the 1975 on his arm. And he has said that he had some issues in his life and the 1975 saved him. Mm -hmm. And so I just by chance was sat next to Dan. Yeah. And he got through Matty's first song and the second song, he just lost it. And he broke down and it was really emotional seeing the band through Dan's eyes, you right. know, and what it, what it meant to him. Because I don't think I've ever been... I loved me Donny Osmond's and me David Cassidy's and, you know, things like Cat Stevens. But I I was never obsessively connected to them, lyrically. Yeah, yeah. Were you? No. With anybody? No. Who did you like when you were growing up? Obviously, remember Lincoln's 15 years younger than me. I like, I mean, I, I didn't have any particular... I wasn't one of these sort of fan, band fans, you know? I had loads of different... I, you know, I like Pet Shop Boys... I liked Erasure, you know, I liked ELO, which is a Your dad's favourite. Unlike that. one of your best mates, Phil, who has already seen Matty twice and would probably follow him around the country if he could give up his job. He'd follow him around the world if he could. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's just seeing thousands of people, because people always, don't they, like, they, they're looking at the band, but they're also looking at me. I mean, I had my Ava Perron reception at Brighton, which was hysterical and became a meme of me going, you know, don't cry for me, Brighton, with because the, the fans spotted me yeah. and then went hysterical and my friends thought it was great. If I had been at a Ed Sheeran gig or a Lewis Capaldi gig, I would have just been, oh, there's that woman off Loose Women. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. would have been that much interest. But when I'm at Matty's gigs, it's like I've given birth to the Messiah, the reaction. Yeah. And, you know, you embrace it and it's sort of quite funny. But I look at all these thousands of people who hang on to the every word. Their lives are defined by how long they've been a fan of the band and they know every lyric and I know hardly any lyrics and I'm just someone who tips up for the for the for the chorus so anyway so that was that was Brighton and that was when you were poorly which was a shame because it was such a great night but then of course you came down and we went straight to the O2 and um it was an incredible night mm. but it was it was a lot for me wasn't it with me guest list and everything again yeah I mean the guest list thing is just really sort of beyond belief really i mean but I, I don't know it's it's one of those things where you, you always sort of prepare yourself for it but it, there's a lot of demand on what people expect I, for some reason i think i think it's a weird thing that people seem to lose all um coping mechanisms of finding out what they actually need to do it's like they're it's like they feel they're going to be like chauffeured to the seats i don't know it's weird i, I can't work it out don't know why it happens, um, but it is like a guest list madness. Yeah, but let me just say there wasn't any of that at, at, at Brighton with my Brighton, with my Brighton pals, you know. And uh, anyway, listen, it was all sorted, and so we um, were. Some people were in the in in the you know fantastic seats. Uh, Louis wanted to be. He could have been wherever he wanted, but he wanted to be standing with yeah, the pals. He, yeah, he, always he wanted to be, to be standing. Um, standing. And um, but we were in uh, the box with some of our friends, and um, 
we the were box with, was great though. The box we could was sit down. The bo- yes, the box was great, and we were with uh, Frankie Bridge and my friend Lee. Um, Piet and your friends, uh, Phil, and also it was lovely to see Hans' mum and dad, Sue and Brian, because, you know, this band's been going since they were 13 years old. And so Sue and Brian and me have been uh, from going to every single grotty place in the northern quarter in Manchester through to the university gigs. You know, we've we've seen it all. So to suddenly be together watching 20,000 people watching our kids you know, Han is now giving them a grandchild now. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So that was lovely. But then in front of me was this person who I thought, well, I don't know who that is. She was like a a bonkers fan. And I thought, well, maybe she's won a competition to be here or something because she was screaming and jumping around. It was only Florence Welsh from Florence in the Machine. Do you remember when I was going? And yeah, she, she was really sharp. Oh, my God, she was so lovely with her lovely sister, Grace. But she was so shy, and but she wanted to go down in the mosh pit. And I knew I had to stop her because I was keeping a secret from everybody. Well, not from you, I told you, but we were keeping a secret mm. as to what was going to happen. Yeah. So I'm saying to Florence, oh, Florence, A, I don't know whether it's a good idea for you to go in the mosh pit because you're kind of Florence Welsh or Florence in the machine. Um, but uh, just... Just don't go yet, don't go yet. Because, of course, as we knew, suddenly there's a point in the show where, because the house is all, a, is all a set reminiscent of where the kids grew up, actually. And then there's this sort of weird bit happens, which would sort of be the intermission. And then there's a knock on the door. And George goes, George, who's the drummer, and who, um, who is also Matthew's best friend and co-writer, goes to the door, opens the door, and suddenly on the big screen flashes up guest starring Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift walks on the stage and people lost their shit, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, people were like passing out and fainting almost. And, you know, it it was the reaction because I knew it was coming. I didn't tell Frankie or anything. They could not believe what was happening. And it was so amazing to be part of that surprise. And um, it was, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, and Charlie XCX was there as well. She's the most lovely person who's now with George. So it was all very, um, very lovely. And um, and then afterwards, I got to meet Taylor and had a photo. And of course, it just so happened that Florence was in the back of the shot. So that's become a global meme, hasn't it? Yeah. Of, of me, me, my favourite one was... Um, Florence Welsh waiting patiently in the wings at the Denise Welsh meet and greet at the O2. There was some crackers. People are very funny. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that was, uh, that was quite something. And p- the question people always say to me, what's it like watching your son? And it's wonderful. And I'm so proud. But it's not an overnight success. They've worked their bollocks off for 20 years to get that. Mm. But the main thing that I'm thinking throughout is I'm just glad he's okay. Do you know what I mean? As a mom. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm just glad that he's in a good place and yeah. um, and that he's very lucky to be touring the world with all of his best friends. Yeah, well, it's deserved. I mean, you, you know, know they, they've, worked so they've worked so, so hard. And then you came back home and I went off to the retreat. Yeah. So I've just come back from a week at 
Jason Vale's Juicy Retreat. As I do a Juicy Crack podcast. Um, and it was really quite something. It was, the weather was pretty miserable, uh, cracking the flags, of course, when, when I came back. But it was this beautiful, um, in the mountains, two hours from Lisbon, two hours north of Lisbon. And my geography's on a par with my maths, but it was, I think it was two hours north of Lisbon. And um, it was just in the mountains. So I looked out onto this river outside my um, my my room. There was um, uh, Carol Vorderman and her best friend, Jules, Alison Hammond, Rob Rinder and his best friend, um, the dragon from Dragon's Den, uh, Sarah Willingham. Wonderful Alex Scott, MBE, footballer, sports commentator. But we, none of us, knew that each other was going until Jason told us. But we had such a laugh. Um, especially when we did a little sneaky breakout gang and sneaked off to the village for a coffee. No, you know, we didn't break our juicing thing, but we we did sneak off and have a coffee, um, which was which was very funny. And as I say, some of the conversations I couldn't even tell you, even on Juicy Crack, but it was funny. It was great to see Vorders and Alison because we, we we haven't we work in the same building, but as they're leaving this morning. I'm still in the dressing room and then I'm going up for Loose Women. So we sort of pass each other at work a lot, but never really get together. But I've come back. I went because I felt a bit overwhelmed with a lot of stuff. And so it was a real break for my head. And although a lot of people go for weight loss and a lot of people go for fitness, it's not a boot camp. So you can, um, you, you have your three juices, then your super day. So you feel like you're having a cleanse, but you also have a brain cleanse as well. And um, th there was about 40 women there, maybe about five men, because you were going to come and then you couldn't, could you? Because you had a, a big meeting coming up. Yeah, I couldn't come. Um, I don't think you were that bothered, were you, when you couldn't come? No, I wasn't. <laughs> and, but, so you, you start the day and there's like yoga, then there's... Um, it sounded good. I, I must yeah. admit, there was a, there were certain bits of it that I thought, oh, I'd have enjoyed that. You were enjoying more of the gossip there when I could I love tell the, you about. I needed the yeah, gossip immediately. The, the, the gossip. Yeah. So there was like, um, there was um, uh, what what was that? Oh yeah. So there'd be like a yoga in the morning with Kenny. Then there would be some power greens. Then there was the long walk, of which I did a couple, but it's very hilly, and oh, and you got God. lost. You no, got I did get lost. I hate hills though. Do you know what? Even when I got to what I thought was not this time, but in the past, when I've got to like a much bigger level of fitness than I am now, much bigger, um, I still fucking hate hills and stairs. I just hate them. I just, they make me cry. So one day I didn't want to go on this walk with the group because it was going to be hilly. I didn't want to. So I decided that I'd take myself off on the river walk and I'd sort of gauge what this, hill situation was on my own without being embarrassed in front of um, other people like Nana in the background so as I took off on this river walk all the people from the walk were coming back so hello hello how are you how are you and um straightforward so I'm walking there's a hill but I'm on my own so I can take my own time looking out it was actually quite um sunny and clear this morning so it was beautiful breathing doing all my breathing exercises and I'm walking and I decide I'm going to walk for about, uh, uh, do half an hour there, half an hour back. Because Jason had asked us to do a photo, a group photo, before he left for Spain, about midday. Yeah. So I was in plenty of time. And I walk and I walk and I walk. 
and it was quite hilly. But when I then turned around to come back, I remember thinking, Jesus Christ, these hills are so hard. I don't remember walking down because suddenly I'm faced with the Andes and the Himalayas and bloody Mount Everest on the way back. And I start seeing these houses and these little clusters of things, of buildings that I knew I hadn't seen before. And I started to get that little tiny tremor of, I think I might be a little bit lost here. So I'm looking for the water, which had been on my right. And the more I tried to find it, the more lost I got. And I realised it was about half 11. And my panic was, rather than I'm going to be lost and never seen again, which did kick in, but not at that point, I got this guilt thing of, I'm going to miss, you know, Jason's asked us for one photo and I'm not going to be there. So I rang Alison and she didn't answer. And um, I rang uh, Vorders and she didn't answer because they were all doing classes or whatever. So I rang Sarah Willingham and thank God she answered. And she told me how to use, I didn't have that much thing on my phone, stupidly, because I thought I was only going to be out for a short amount of time and that I wouldn't need my phone. I hadn't signed out of the venue. You crept out. You snuck out. No, I didn't sneak out, but I thought, well, I don't need to sign out. I'm only going up the road and back. So I didn't sign out. So I had visions of them not being able to find me. And um, anyway, Sarah had to show me, talk me through how to put locations on my WhatsApp. And basically, I've got two directions which way to go. So I start walking, walk for about five minutes. She says to me, you know, you realise you're walking in the wrong direction. I have two directions. I choose the wrong one. At this point, well, you wasn't going to west. Said, you wasn't going west. I wasn't going west. Well, you know when they say that. Oh, in oh, America. Yeah, heading... Oh, and he was heading west, and he was heading northeast. North and we west. think, how do you know? How on earth does anyone know? How any does of that? anyone know? Anyway, I, I don't know which way I was heading, but I wasn't heading towards Sarah. So you got the two little round pictures of my face and Sarah's face, and I'm walking away from it because my map reading, my geography, my maths all plays into this nonsense that goes on in my head and I can't do it. Thank God, Sarah, one of her strengths is finding lost souls in the mountains of Portugal. And um, Did they actually come out and find you? No, not they. She did. She came out? Yeah, she had to come out and find me. And at one point, I was getting really upset and I was by this old house with this sort of abandoned car and this dog barking like something from a horror film. And this sort of lady came out and went, yes, yes, yes. And I went, oh, um, um, retreat. And she went, here, 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 because she must be sick of sort of like, you can spot a British person on a retreat. Do you know what I mean? And she started pointing down a road and showing me where to go. But I didn't want to go on it in case Sarah was coming the wrong way. So I had to pretend to go on it. Then when she went back in the house, sneak back because I didn't want to go the way. Well, because you didn't want to upset the lady who came out I the didn't house. I did want to upset the lady who came out the house. Oh, God. Anyway, eventually Sarah found me and I just was quite tearful because I was so grateful to her and so grateful How to see her. How far away were you? Half an hour. Half an hour? Yeah, she kept, I mean, Sarah kept reassuring me and saying, honestly, you're not that far. But if my life depended on it, which it kind of did, um, I wouldn't have been able to get back. Um, so... Um, what about putting it into your map? <clears throat> I couldn't for, I couldn't do it, Lincoln. <clears throat> no, you um, put retreat, you go to Jason Vale Retreat on your maps. 
your maps could have then said go in this direction. I know, but I can't do it, can I, without the voice coming on? And the voice wouldn't come on unless it goes turn left, turn right. I can't do it. Sorry. I'm, I'm quite bright about lots of things, everybody, but I'm just not with that. Anyway, we got back and thank God we got back to the tail end of the photo shoot. But of course, Borders and Alison and everything all looked like they'd been in glam for about an hour. And poor Sarah and I had to go on bloody, we'll be on the walls of the retreat makeup free. Anyway, listen, that was just a, that was just a, a, a daft thing that happened. But generally, it's really, really worth doing. And I met a whole bunch of people. And, do you know, rather than um, weight loss, because obviously I'm a lighter life ambassador, so I maintain my weight in other ways, but it was just like a lovely cleanse. And also the main common denominator of all of us that were there, the women, was mental health. Right. Everybody was a bit overloaded and overwhelmed. And there was one woman there called Elaine who was great. She was from California. And when we sort of introduced ourselves at the beginning, you know, it sounds really corny, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, hi, I'm Denise. But it it, it just was a way of getting to know people. It didn't, it it was just nice. Anyway, she said that she nearly, she was exaggerating, but she said, she said she nearly got a divorce coming here. And we all went, oh, my God, why? Why did your husband not want you to come here? Well, she was there for a month, mm. right? Juicing for one month. Juicing out. Juicing out for one month. And she has nine children. Yeah, well, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be going there for I'd nine years. There. I'd, I'd go for nine years. That's what we said. Oh, yeah. There's no yeah. way. Nine kids. Yeah. Forget it. I've never come back. Yeah. So, so she basically was burnt out. She oh. had five biological kids what? between 18 and just born. And four stepchildren, most of whom all still lived at the house. You've got to go uh, get her, out of But her husband is a real sort of, well, in her words, macho Mexican. So his thing was more, what are people going to say about my wife leaving me with the children? You know, she did employ a nanny as, as well. But anyway, once she was there and he realised how it was doing because she was type 2 diabetic, she had this blood disorder, all of these things just by living an unhealthy lifestyle and and not giving any time to herself. And once he realised how much she was benefiting from this, he was, of course, then very supportive. There was one girl there who had had such a really, really terrible childhood that it involved um, abuse within the family, and she opened up, and we had a long chat, and... um, you know, and it was quite massive to her that she opened up to me and uh, uh, about it. And oh, it sounds it sounds too much. No, it wasn't. Oh, I couldn't. Make, I couldn't no, darling, I, I couldn't have been listening to all no, that you and trying to been. just drink a, a, car- a carrot juice. No, you I'm drinking a carrot juice. Someone's moaning at me. No. I'm thinking, oh my god, I can't even be here. No, it wasn't that, darling. You, I'm going for a steak. You you wouldn't have. Um, you wouldn't have been around those conversations, oh. darling. You would have just been in the bedroom I'd watching myself Netflix. In. But it was, I found it really therapeutic. But also, you can just go for the sheer hell of it. So that was, I've never been to a retreat before, but I would definitely yeah, go again. Isn't a retreat part of the word retreat supposed to be retreat from like human beings as well? No. I'd like it that, that the ju- juices arrived outside my door. I just grabbed them and watched them more crying. But you can do that. But you can also do that. Oh, That's I would, the beauty of it. I would it. be walking around with one of my wigs on, darling. They'd have to, I would be, I would be absolutely would in you disguise. Not be no, no way. I'm not going to influence anything. I would never want anyone to talk to me. I just want to juice out, do a few exercises, and and, and be enough, on my own. Be on my own. Enough, that's pretty much how I, pretty uh, much how I describe sharing, you. Sharing all this, sharing all this. Oh, you yeah, woe is me, and I, you know, it's very hard 
to listen to those things when you're trying to chill and drink. Darling, nobody wants you know. to talk to you about them. They were talking to me. You can chill out. Oh, dear. You're making out like you're not a sensitive ear. You wouldn't have been. But anyway, I was and I enjoyed it because I then offloaded to other people about about me. Yeah, no, so yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. You don't have to do it. You don't have to come. Very, very happy to do it on my own. <laughs> 
You're just starting to talk and you did no, your because I'm telling people that don't know that BAFTA, although it celebrates film and television, is a charity. That's what I just said. No, I know, but you have to explain what the charity does. That. Yes, but I'll get to that point. Darling, could you oh voice me any higher? God. I'm not being oh funny. My I've God. got to start shouting to get my word in. Anyway, BAFTA's a charity. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Um, and I've been, you know, and I've been working with them, you know, um, raising money uh, by doing portraits for, first of all, it was the Britannia Awards, which was six people that are honoured every year, starting back in 2014. And I um, put together a collection of six works because obviously it's not like a, an award ceremony where there's, you know, six people, five people up for it. They know who they're honouring. Yeah. So I have time to create the, the portraits. Anyway, lots of people know this. But this time round, so on the on the eighth year, Lots of people don't know this. The Britannia Awards is an annual event which was stopped by COVID, which we hope will resume, which takes place at the Beverly Hilton in yeah. Los Angeles. I was lucky to go to maybe four of the six of them. Mm. And the honorees were people like, who Lincoln has done a sort of mixed media portrait of, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, um, Dick Van Dyke. I mean, I nearly died when I met him. James yeah. Fonda. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. I mean, um, uh, uh, Steve Coogan. And so they would have to okay a particular image that Lincoln could then use to create a mixed media portrait, which then sold for the BAFTA outreach project, yeah. helping um, children in um, America. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So that was, it was, it's a, a, a school that I've been to um, in uh, South Central and I've been, Washington lucky, Prep, yeah? Washington, Washington Prep, yeah. I've been lucky enough to be involved with that from the ground level, so I've sort of seen how the money raised has helped them. So that's been really good. But for the Burns Night, it was once again raising money. It's obviously um, they're celebrating um, in in LA, and they they done it on a bigger scale this time. And um, yeah, it was it was a great night. That actually I had to miss because I've been too busy with other things. But I created a portrait of Michael Caine. Um, you know, my favourite superstar uh, who's now the, become our friend the him film, and his wife the and family film icons um started with michael and that um that piece raised tens of thousands of dollars for them well you and, go into um, michael and shakira's flat in chelsea and it's like a shrine to lincoln townley art yeah isn't I mean, it? yeah I, I get on very well with him but it, it's um it's i think it was because that piece as well means so much to me within regards that was sort of the start of the BAFTA journey was them understanding that I was, you know, creating these uh, portraits of Michael, that I got involved with them in the first place. So I've got a lot to thank Michael for on that. But these, but I love but doing he's portraits bit, he's of a, Michael. He's a big fan of you being a sort of, you know, it does go back to the young lad from Hackney who's an untrained artist who's made an international career in 10 years. I think Michael sees a lot of himself because he was kind of nearly 40, really 38 when his massive... Yeah. Career became, yeah. you know, he was older, wasn't he? Yeah. And, he? and he sort of, he always tells this story that, because um, obviously Michael Caine, it's Morris Micklewhite, isn't it, his real name? Mm. And, he always, and he tells this story, which I'm sure Shakira's heard a million times, but he says that back in the day, obviously you didn't have a phone, you know, and he, and he, and he was a young actor in London. So every day at 4pm, he used to go into Leicester Square to the same phone box and phone his agent to see if anything had come in. So he said that this one day, you know, he was used to going to the phone and picking up the phone, his agent saying, oh, there's nothing for you. There's nothing for you. There's nothing for you. Um, but he went this day and she went, you've got this film. 
you've got a job, you've got a film or whatever it was. And she said, but you have to change your name. We can't have Michael White. We can't have, you know, this name. It's And he said, well, Michael, it's going to be Michael. And she said, yeah, but you need the surname. I need to put this in today. And so he said he looked around and he saw this poster for the Kane mutiny. Mm. And he went, Michael Kane, it's Michael Kane. And she went, right. And he said, because if I'd been at the phone box 100 yards up the way, I would have been called Michael 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Do you remember he tells that yes. story with relish? Yeah. And the thing is, every time he tells it, it's funny. Yeah, it is. But Shakira rolls her eyes, doesn't she, with yeah. it? But, um, but yeah, we've, uh, we've become quite close to oh, them. Oh, they're, they're amazing people. Yeah, so... Um, I'm doing the whole uh, collection is going to be uh, Robert De Niro, Michael Caine, uh, Al Pacino, and we do Clint Eastwood as well. So it's going to be real, real film icons. I mean, it's 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 about as my work always is. It's about pushing boundaries, what we go through to succeed. It's such an incredibly hard industry uh, to make it impact in. So these pieces are really powerful in color. You know, um, really pop arty, very Warhol. They're, um, you know, they're they're going to be. It's a completely different side of your art than than the the oil art that, yeah. that you're known for. But I'm bringing them back because I want to hit. You know, I'm going to do a Hollywood collection. And and the great thing about it is you're also doing an LGBTQ collection. Yes, of I am. Yeah, as yeah. Well. Speaking to um, the uh, head lesbian of the world, Linda yeah, Riley, head lesbian. Um, and going to go through um, because we are uh, going to the Glad Awards, yeah, which are um, which are an awards ceremony. And um, the Glad, uh, oh, I was awards. amazing. I mean, we had the most fantastic time, and so lucky to be invited. I mean, God, apart from everything else, there was every Real Housewife. You know, I was drooling over the Real Housewives in the queue, and in fact, became friends with them in the queue. And now we still keep in touch to this day. Lincoln hasn't got a clue who any of them are, but basically, Glad is about. Um, uh, LGBTQ inclusion within movies and the arts in America. Mm. And it's a massive organisation. And luckily, one of our best friends, Linda Riley, head lesbian of the world, is on the committee and is um, so active within that community. And so she's um, she's helping sort of, um, you know, she's helping give well, advice to Lincoln and, and as, as well. on on this collection yeah. as well, which is, which is, really, what, which is really exciting. What is the best way of going about it? Yeah. Well, we're gonna, so we're gonna look. We're gonna be going to but we LA. We have a grandchild coming as well in March. Yeah, I know. We're gonna we're gonna be going to LA in March. But I was just about to say, but I am gonna be a granddad. Oh my god, I still can't believe it when you say that because he's only fifty. This is our first grandchild coming in March, so it's Lincoln's biological grandchild, but it's my grandchild as well. And um, I'm so excited. I can't. I mean, I'm. I think about <clears throat> it every day. We are very excited. Um, and I think it's March the 22nd is the due date. Yeah. So um, we'll just have, you know, we'll obviously have to see because that's the most important of course, thing yeah. that we're there for Lewis and Lizzie. But we just can't wait. It's something that I've wanted for so long. I think my kids feel it's taken the pressure off them. Yeah. <laughs> that Lewis has taken one for the team. Um, but we just, um, we, we, we can't wait. And... Uh, you know, so that's something we've got a very exciting year ahead of us with, you know, with work bits and um, and also you're launching in Dubai. Yeah, that's in February. Yeah. Yeah. Got the gold collection. I really I've really enjoyed doing them, actually. Uh, but they've been they take they're very time consuming because it's all gold leaf. And then the, the images are over the top. Yeah. So they're they're really cool. I really like those. It's going to be great. And that, but that, gives us enough, that gives us another reason to get. 
a holiday in as well. We got. I think this is what it should be. Is like we we base work hard and we, play hard. We base the holiday around anywhere that I'm going to show some art. Darling, all I think is the best idea is you launch all these different things in different parts of the world. Launching around and the world. You're yes. just launching around the world, and I just come and join you on the launches, and I come to the actual night. But the rest of the time, I just lie by the pool, um, yeah, supporting, supporting you by my very presence. Oh, just by yeah. being there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could like talk to everyone. No, I can. I can what? just go and be on my own, and then and then we get back together again. Yeah, I've got. When I go away, I've got no desire to. I, that was the retreat talking. Yeah. When we go on holiday, lying by a pool, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm very happy just lying out, sunbathing, not talking to anybody, but just being a supportive, a, a supportive right. wife. And. Um, but I have to say, I do feel a bit more energy because we've both had that sort of... Well, you, you noticed with having COVID for the first time this time, there is a post-COVID tiredness, isn't oh, there? Oh, yeah, knackered out. Yeah, yeah there, there it is, is, there really is that. Knackering. You've got to really kind of push through it. Because, yeah. So I'm... Um, well, I like the I mean, I like the idea of us now kicking off this, <clears throat> this new gym regime and doing the juicing together and that at home because I think it's important. To carry on that for a, for a, at least another couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it but, also depends how active I am as to what true crime comes on. Actually, we are very, 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 very late to the party. But we started watching last night Happy, Happy Valley, Valley uh, Series yeah. 1, Episode 1. Yeah. And we are binging it mm. and we are loving it. Yeah. So... I am trying to not see what's happening in series three, which is we're going to have to really catch up and well, do some well, heavy binging. You nearly dropped a mum on me the other day. Uh, yesterday. What do you mean a mum on you? Well, when I go to the right, well, so when when I when I want to know about a film, okay, I'll go to my mum. When I don't want to know about a film, I won't say anything to my mum or my brother. Right? They tell you the end. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It's like the time when I showed up at my my mum's. And my, I said to my brother, yeah, we're going to go and see The Sixth Sense. And he said, uh, yeah, it's mental. You don't even know he's dead. Ah! Um, and, that, and I had to sit through the whole film knowing he was dead. And then that's, and, but you didn't well, did that. You, was, you went on Daily Mail Online. Considering that I am, um, what do you mean I went on Daily Mail You online? was on Daily Mail last night when we were watching Series 1 and you said something. I'm not no, I went on Twitter. spoil. No, I went on Twitter. Oh, Twitter. And, and saw something because right. I hadn't realised... The continuation of Happy Valley. Yeah, stop there. That's stop, what I've stop just there. said. Please. Oh, my God. Oh, please. We don't usually ever watch drama, drama crime, right? Do no, we? we normally watch it's real crime. It's all got to be real crime. It's got real, real crime, real murder, real stuff going on. That's what we like to yeah. not, not unsolved, but like real and stuff. All, and also the thing with me being an actress and being so old and therefore knowing so many people, sometimes... If I have a strong connection to whoever's in it, it's hard for me to take away from the friendship I have with the person. I know I shouldn't really, but I do. But Sarah Lancashire, who I do know a bit, um, but she's she's phenomenal in this, isn't she? Oh, I, I love think it. in Happy I, Valley. I, I think she's great. But as I say, you all know that because we yeah, seem to be the yeah. only people in the world who haven't seen okay, it. Yeah, people are going to be listening to this saying you haven't even seen season one. What's going on? Yeah, exactly. But we, you know, it's it does take it takes a lot, doesn't it, for us to look at the drama side of crime. Well, yeah. Yeah, because we know it's it didn't really happen, so we got to get mm. into that mindset. Yeah. But um, but anyway, I mean, I went to sleep last night. I'm trying, desperately trying, to not watch 
my phone or tablet no. when I go to sleep. Because when I go to bed, I've got the Hey You app, which myself and Nadia and several of my friends, my friend Pammy, we we just live by. It's got every American reality show the day after it airs in the US. So it's mm. not like watching, you know, TLC and stuff and seeing or whatever that channel is and seeing The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills from, you know, 27,000 years ago. This is what's happening now. And so I go to bed and then I see that The Housewives of Miami has got a new episode or Potomac or all of this. And um, and then I've got Vanderpump Rules coming back and I actually get shaken with excitement at it because I've got friends in Vanderpump Rules now because of my Bravo obsession. Yeah, great bedroom, and, life. Um, great bedroom life you've got there. And I've got friends in Below Deck as well. Brilliant. Um, so I am building my Bravo friendship with people, but I go to bed and then I, I can't not go to sleep because oh. I've seen them all. So I'm trying to stop that because my sleep's so bad. So last night, instead, I went to sleep listening to an episode of Dateline, mm. which is our favourite crime series yeah, in good. America. And I went to bed listening to um, that. Um, so I need to continue that because I don't I, I don't know who'd done it yet. Anyway, um, and, and I know it's who did it. I'm saying who'd done it as in a who'd done it mystery rather than being grammatically wrong. Anyway, listen, I am um, going up to see my friend Anne, who I haven't seen for ages. I've got to unpack from me retreat. And then, because I'm off to bloody London again tomorrow, um, I've got work and then I've got a meeting and then blah 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 But what I am going to miss is I'm going to miss um, the boys' Newcastle gig. And obviously I've got a lot of fans who are going to be expecting me there. I'd be very disappointed. I'm going to miss it because I'm working. I can't get up there. Yeah. So um, they'll have to survive without me, the Newcastle crowds. Yeah. It won't be the same for them, obviously, but um, they'll survive, I'm sure. We need a holiday. We need a holiday. We need a holiday. You need a holiday from me, do you? Oh, please. Have you stopped it? No. Oh. I thought you did. What did you just press? I just pushed it. I thought the you were actually were. cutting me off in mid sentence. No, I was just seeing the timings were. Oh, okay. That'd uh, be, it's quite contemporary when you cut off, like just, just cut. You know, when you stop these, just cut. What, when you just cut? Yeah. Like in the middle. So, guys, if there's anything that you've ever heard me talking about that you'd like to hear more of, or indeed anything you can suggest that me, DK and Lincoln can bring to the table, contact me on deniswelshpod at gmail.com. And um, indeed, if you've got any questions, ask away. We'd love to hear from you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.